This episode is brought to you by Baron Fig. Find out more at mofonepodcast.com slash Baron Fig. Master of One Podcast, toys, film, and design, entertainment, information, inspiration on the go. To another episode of the Master of One podcast, the podcast that knows what's really going on with Richard Simmons. Part one this week, we talk about Ghost, Kong, Skull Island, and miniature architect Joshua Smith. And we welcome back Tom Whalen for his monthly segment, 10 with Tom. I'm Andrew, your Master of Art and Design. I'm Patrick, your Master of Television and Film. And I'm Luke, your Master of Toys and Games. So hike up those bicycle shorts and get ready to sweat to the oldies, because it's time to get grooving. Do I have to throw out all these Jazzercise tapes? The M of One podcast is excited to partner with Baron Fig, maker of the best notebooks and writing tools in the world. Baron Fig is all about the thinker, the people that create and inspire those around them, and all of their products are a result of community feedback. You will not find a better notebook than their flagship confidant, and once you use it, you'll be hooked. Head over to mofonepodcast.com slash Baron Fig to learn more and get yours today. We like to kick every episode off by going around the table, which is where we talk about something new, fun, or noteworthy about our week. Luke, yes. why don't you tell us about what's happening in your neck of the week? Okay, my neck of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so first of all, I I am watching, I have like two episodes left of uh, Iron Fist on Netflix. Have any of you watched it yet? The next Marvel I- I haven't, but I haven't heard great things. Okay, so here's the thing, uh, you know, it's it's been out for a while. I I don't, I'm not really gonna do any like spoiler stuff because it's not worth it. Um, the first like four episodes, so I heard a lot of bad reviews. The first four episodes were are actually good, um, and I was like, oh, this is decent. Uh, and then it starts getting really corny and really bad. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like a slog fest to get through the rest of it. Um, but if a you slog fest, yeah, it's just, it's long and ugh, mucky, gross to try and sit through all of them. Um, okay. but if you like Marvel, it's worth adding in and watching because it, it does, uh, it's the same setting, obviously, as the cinematic universe and uh they talk about the things that have been going on in daredevil and jessica jones and luke cage and uh it's cool it's cool for that uh the acting is is a little rough uh and just some of the the camera work or some of like the direction on uh like fight scenes or like lead up to fights are just really like uh like obvious um so in that in that sense it's just not great did you ever see the raid 2 yeah i did or raid so that was directed by gareth evans yeah um and you know the fight scenes in in the the film are just insane i mean especially in uh raid 2 just some incredible sequences so gareth evans has actually said he would like to direct an r-rated iron fist so I like the story, like from because I I didn't know anything about Iron Fist, uh, leading up to sitting down and watching it. I really kind of like the idea behind the story, and so I would be interested in seeing that. Uh, the way they had to approach it, and maybe it's based on you know the rating and and what they could get away with on Netflix. Um, it it just it's a little it's a little hokey, um, but yeah. So there's that's Iron Fist. If if you're interested in it, watch it. Uh, but it it is a little rough in some parts. Um, but then the other thing uh, this week is um, a podcast, uh, Missing Richard Simmons. Um, so this is uh, a podcast put out uh, by 
Um, I'm gonna get. I want to get this right. Uh, uh, Pineapple Street Media um, and uh, this filmmaker, um, Dan. I'm gonna butcher his name, Taberski. Yeah. Um, he. Uh, so his, his story is he started. So Richard Simmons. Um, Obviously, super famous for sweating to uh, sweating to the oldies. Um, it was super positive dude, uh, really fun and outgoing, uh, just kind of like the life of the party. And uh, every time he's on any talk show or anything, he's been doing a um, a exercise class in uh, like a couple blocks from where he. he he lives in uh, in California for the last like forty years. He does it every single week before he was famous, through his fame, um, and up till um, two thousand fourteen. Um, he just stopped, stopped coming, and kind of just completely withdrew from the public eye. And um, this six part series uh, podcast series, uh, Dan. Um, he started going to that class, got to know Richard. They became friends, uh, went to his house for dinner a couple times. They talked on the phone. They emailed. Um, he decided to do this podcast to kind of address, like, here's all the hearsay. Here's some things that people have put out. Here's everything that people are saying. I'm going to go investigate, try and talk to these people. And through it, um, you know, see if Richard will talk to me. Because kind of what happened is uh, – Richard went away. He didn't talk to any of his fans. He didn't talk to any of those friends uh, from the exercise class, these people that have been going to him for like 30 years. He just – he he talks to his his brother, uh, another friend he has um, in Missouri, and his housekeeper. And that's kind of it. Nobody else. Um, and nobody – you know, people can't get access to him. People have tried to call, email, no response. Um go through his publicist, his manager, everybody shuts, uh, get, gets shut out of that. Um, and so the six part series is just kind of what could be happening. Um, and it's, it's the way they recorded it. Um, it started in a, in a very different place. Um, Dan was than where it ends, um, as far as like what he thinks might be happening or what he's hoping to get out of the podcast. And it's a really, it's a really good listen. I mean, they're, they're like half-hour episodes, and there's uh, six of them, so three hours of time. Um, I mean, that's, that's you know, a, a long car trip in traffic. Um, but they're produced really well, um, and it's, it's definitely worth listening to. Um, it's a very cool insight into uh, more history on Richard Simmons. Um, and kind of where he's come from and then maybe what's going on with him now. So it'll be interesting to see if we, if, if there's any like response from Richard, um, as far as after this is out now, um, of kind of like, you know, here's what's going on. I'm okay. Cause as of right now, people just don't know, don't know if he's okay. They just, they, they just want closure of like, if you want to go away, that's fine. Just tell your friends, tell your, these people that have been in your life, Hey, I'm, I'm out. I just need some alone time. Um, but he just kind of cold Turkey shut everybody out. So yeah, it's definitely worth listening to. Absolutely. Um, Um, throw it to you, Andrew. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, so for me, all that really this week has been Kind of summing up the week has just been a uh, garbage heap of garbage fest. Um, our son has had pink eye and strep throat, and our air condition's been out for four days, going on five days by the time you're hearing this. Um, so it, there's just been so much turmoil going on. It's been hard to get any kind of We don't even have our air going. conditioning on at our house. Well, yeah, that's because you live in Ohio. Um, but um, so it's been hard to do stuff. But fortunately, I've stayed up with the duck a day challenge I gave myself. And so I've gotten through Huey, Dewey and Louie. I've gotten um, Uncle Scrooge and Donald Duck drawn. And then yesterday I posted um, my Darkwing Duck. Um, but uh, I'm going to do a little, a little sales pitch here briefly, not 
paid endorsement whatsoever. Just I'm ecstatic about it. I got my new um, plus size confidant in and it is awesome. I like the fact that it's a bigger surface area for, for note taking and for drawing. Um, I'm really excited to, to use it. I did, I did a dark wing duck in it and kind of used the whole seven by 10 inch um, uh, artboard um, for that. So I'm really excited about that. If you have a confidant and you want a little bit more space, this is the, exactly the way you want to go. I got a dot grid and I got a blank. Okay. So the, the, the blank is for drawing and then the dot grid is for notes. Cool. Um, and so, um, anyway, I, I'm excited about that. That's really all I've been doing. That and lawn work is really <laughs> been trying to Amazing. catch up on lawn work because when you travel a bunch, um, back to back, like I had been doing, the lawn had just kind of taken the hit. And, um, so I literally spent three days out there this in over the last week doing lawn work. Um, I did buy something, a new toy. Um, the first toy I've bought in a long time and I'm super excited about it, but I'm hoping that by next week it will be in and I can talk about it. Um, and show it to you guys. So I'm going to hold off, but I did buy a toy this week for the very first time. And I don't know that I've bought any toys in 2017 yet, maybe a couple, but wow. this is like the first like, designer toy actually, that I've bought. That's impressive. Yeah, I know. Right. So, um, I had taken a hiatus from toy purchasing, but I felt like I needed to get this once cause uh, I had been looking for it for a long time and, um, a variation of it came up and it was awesome. So, um, but I'll talk more about that later. Um, I've been watching, I've been rewatching the office. I'm almost at the end again. I'm on the, I'm on the final season. Um, and, uh, so I've just been pushing through that. Um, and you know, we haven't talked about walking dead in a long time. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm caught up on walking dead and there is, um, I don't know. I, I want to maybe not right now, but spend some time in the coming weeks talking about maybe after, maybe next week because next week is the finale for yeah. this season. Um, so maybe next week we'll spend a couple of uh, extended minutes talking about sure. our feelings about The Walking Dead because this season has been kind of a roller coaster. Yes. Um, and so um, we'll talk more about that then. But that's been my week. Patrick, I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually also picked up a toy for the first time in a while. This is a, uh, it's from Kid Robot. It's called the Visible Dunny. This is from our friend Jason Freeney. We talked to Jason mm-hmm. way back on episode 12.2. That was when we were doing our Break the Mold toy customizers, uh, you know, month. But uh, this is a Dunny. So what you may remember from the show, if you've seen it or if you've seen his work before, if or not, I'll do a quick recap. What he does is he takes existing figures, toys, and then he will like quarter out a section of it. And then he will create the underlying anatomy. Yeah. Um, now the anatomy isn't going to be fully true to form. I mean, he, he does a kind of cartoon-esque version, Mm -hmm. but he takes the time to lay it out in a pretty large form, sculpt it all out. Uh, very, very, uh, tedious, clean, precise work because ultimately this becomes cast and then he, he releases these anatomical toys. Uh, the one that's probably really popular that if you have seen one, you'll have probably seen the uh, balloon animal, which is a dog. And so it looks like a, a balloon animal dog with a skeleton inside of it. Yeah. So this one is the Dunny. So the Dunny figure so is a good. very, it's a very a uh, popular figure from uh, Kid Robot. It's uh, in fact initially it was designed by what well, was Paul Budnitz and uh, I can't remember the other co-creator, but Paul yeah. Budnitz, who we've also had on the show, and uh, and this is the anatomy. So you can see there's a skeleton. You see the, uh, the I'm showing them the arms, the legs, the feet. You can see all the internal organs, all that kind of stuff. There's Freeney's mark on the bottom. Uh, this piece, the whole skeleton glows in the dark, which is really cool. So they had two versions. Yeah, they rad. had they That's had awesome. a broader version that was available not just from Kid Row, but but I think it was also available at some like um, other retailers like Mind's Mighty Eye Jacks. and things like that. Probably Mighty Jacks because I know that Freeney has a, he does a lot of stuff with Mighty Jacks. They have a partnership. Yeah. Uh, but the glow in the dark version, I believe, was only available at Kid Robot. Um, I may be wrong, but here's the thing. These things sold out super quick. So um, and That's an 8-inch, right? That's catch. an 8-inch Dunny. Yeah, I think it's an eight inch. It honestly, it feels a little short for an eight inch, and I haven't. Well, like, you got to think that it's just eight inches to the top of the ears, so maybe the top of the head is like 
five and a half or six inches. I because yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I expected Tristan it to Eaton was the second one that Tristan Eaton. So yep. Eaton in a bud nets were the designers of the dunny. Yep. Um, yeah, so I uh, for whatever reason I expected it to be slightly larger than it is. Um, but no, I, I do believe it's an eight inch. Um, I just I, I frankly great, I don't have man. very many. His detail toys. that he gets is just, it's it's cool. I mean, you said it perfectly. It's not true, like, it's not anatomically correct, but it feels realistic enough for a toy that it doesn't, like, pull you out of the idea of, of a... Well, yeah, if you anatomy. remember... Yeah, if you remember, he said when we talked to him on the show, he looks at actual anatomy books. Yeah, yep. And what he does is he pulls away he what all he leaves is what is essential for you to get right. the picture of what he's trying right. to do. Exactly. So um it is anatomically correct in the sense that everything is where it should be on sure. these animals right. and things. Um but it's but not yeah, everything. It's, uh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. One thing and is it's, it's so cool looking. It's I so like good. that piece a lot. I like that it, it glows in the dark too. I think the thing that will stand out uh, if you really look closely at any of his pieces is how uh, clean all the lines are, how smooth everything is, just how good of a cast he gets because the guy spends so much time on this, like making sure that every line is perfect. Um, Do we think he's using 3D printers yet? No, not yet. No, he's still, he lays, so far he still lays everything out and he takes little hand tools and he, he carves. He takes his his little hand. That sounds really. (laughs) And then he, he sands for freaking ever. And then this is what he ends up with. But um, anyway, super fun, super fun piece for those that um, do listen. I think, I think there's a couple more uh, Joe Ledbetter. Um, This was the other toy. I didn't pick one up yet. I don't know if I'm going to, but just side note, I think there's a few more of the Joe Ledbetter um, Pelican pieces, Pelicant, exactly. Pieces yeah. left. It's a really fun piece. Kid Robot also released this past week. It was it was a good week, and um, it's a, a, a pelican, and it, the base is actually this water um, that is coming from holes that are in the pelicans like bill, and uh, fish are just leaking out of its yeah. out of its bill, and then its its body is actually stuck up. They have two versions: the yellow version, the blue version. Um, I actually like the yellow one better, even though it's not the it's not the variant variant because the You're yellow right one has here, like folks. the yellow one has the uh, the see through like acrylic looking water, whereas the blue one it's like uh, uh, it's like frosted, so you can't see through it the same way. And I and so I prefer the water on the yellow one. But anyway, uh, I think there's still a few more on the website. They actually had pretty large runs. I think one was a run of 500, and the other one was a run of 250, something like that. So uh, side note. If you uh, haven't seen those, go check those out because they're beautiful. And then if you want a visible dunny, you're going to have to check eBay because those things are gone, but they are beautiful. You're so. selling yours in like four months. You know what? I think I'm going <laughs> to hold on to mine. I mean, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I bought it. I bought it with the intention of selling it. Mm. That, like That's what I plan to do. And um, But then you get it in your hands and you look at it and you see it in the light and then it, it becomes really difficult. So And you we'll wish see. it was bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's, but you're still what? attached to it. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's it for our round the table. Up next, ten with Tom. Every month, we set aside time to talk to one of our favorite people. He is a guy who is so prolific that honestly, he's probably working on sixteen projects while he's talking to us. You know him, you love him. Welcome, Tom Whalen, back to the show for ten with Tom. Strong stuff for myself. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, so, okay, Tom, uh, you know the drill. Um, and for those of you who are joining us for the first time and haven't heard this, um, it's our monthly segment with Tom Whalen, where we give him 10 minutes to talk about um, whatever it is he's working on, things that he's allowed to talk about, which often isn't much. Um, but uh, <laughs> we push in on those things pretty heavily and try to get as much out of them as we possibly can. I'm setting the timer uh, to 10 minutes right now, and your time starts now. Yikes. Uh, all right. So, uh, I thought I had some stuff to talk about today, which has, uh, the reveal on that has not happened yet. So we'll, uh, transition over to, uh, I just did a bunch of Guardians of the Galaxy pins for Mondo and a, uh, a, uh, pint glass for them, which is a, a pretty cool little, um, promotion they run with Alamo where they design pint glasses for movies and you can buy the, the glasses uh, ahead of time with advanced tickets. Have they so already I revealed did, that? Um, 
Yeah, uh, last week they they uh, put those out. Uh, when, whenever nation, uh, nas- nationwide, uh, you could buy Guardians of the Galaxy two tickets. tickets. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So I did. Um, I I've always loved one of my favorite collectibles ever as a kid was um, the Burger King uh, Return of the Jedi yes. glasses. Yeah. So I yes. designed that uh, Guardians glass to look very much in that same uh, motif. Oh, that's awesome. Kind of silhouetted characters, and on the back, even the layout of the type uh, is really uh, just a mock of of those Burger King glasses. Cool. I'm so excited. So, Guardians of the Galaxy. If you've listened to the show before, um, and we've talked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Guardians of the Galaxy is my top. It's my number one um, Marvel movie. And so, um, I was actually like yesterday when I realized tickets had gone on sale thought, I wonder if they're going to do a pint glass, like if Alamo is going to do a pint glass. So to know that you designed it is super fun. Um, and I can't wait for volume two. I'm just like ecstatic for it. What was the, what's the process like going into a pint glass like that, going into a pint, going into any piece of artwork like that when you haven't seen the movie yet, like when the movie hasn't been revealed and you're working with a, like an officially licensed product, like what's, what's, what goes into that? They had a little bit of, uh, production artwork to um, Mondo had received some uh, copy blocks that kind of give a little bit of an overview of the film. Um, some imagery, uh, you know, uh, high res imagery that they'll use in promotion. So you kind of, you get a little bit of the feel of, of what's going on. And and then at that point, same with the poster. If you haven't seen the film yet, you're kind of at the mercy of, of what's been revealed so far pretty much to sure. the general public. So it's, you just want to make it look cool. Um, there's times when you can hit a story beat, um, from a trailer, but it's some, it's like kind of shooting in the dark a little bit. Oh, I mean, it seems like trailers are cut together by people almost completely not tied to the film sometimes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I got, uh, kind of the, uh, bait and switch a bit on Logan recently. Um, so I, have you designed a pint glass before? Is it like a different process to do something like that? Are there different considerations that you have? Uh, there's usually a, a strict limit on color. Um, screen prints, you can, you know, I've done up to 12, 13 colors. Uh, I think glasses, they try to keep them around six or seven. Um, and obviously size constraints and, and what can reproduce on the screen printing on the glass. It's a little bit uh, not quite as like, um, you can't get quite the detail you can get on a, a paper screen print. Sure. So, yeah, there's there's some little considerations but uh it's and it's really it's you have to design it to wrap around the glass so you you have to uh keep in mind where it's going to meet up with with the tail of its design and kind of make sure it looks good when it's wrapped around sure and you're you've did you said you've done uh, a set of pins um to coincide with this i'm seeing on uh the the reveal artwork I see the pint glass, and then I'm seeing a Star-Lord head, a rocket head, and a baby Groot, which I can't wait for that baby Groot. Yeah. Um, did you do more besides that? Are those just the Alamo exclusives, or is that the set? That sounds accurate, yes. Without, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that's, so that's one of the, one of the things that I said is two. true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> cool. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we may or may not expect anything else from that. Um, that's right. in, that's insanely cool. That's so fun. I love. Um, where does where does Guardians of the Galaxy fall for you in terms of um, uh, like uh, what's the word that I'm looking for in terms MCU? of hierarchy? Yeah. Uh, in in the well, I'm I'm pretty particular about like keeping those movies, the MCU movies, in their own little um, ranking system. So right. I would I would that that used to be number one. I would say it's just below uh, Civil War for me. Okay. But really? Number, okay. number two, yeah. Okay. I think uh, we've had this debate probably three times officially on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Talked through a couple different things. I know that uh, Winter Soldier always hits up there at the top for a lot yep. of people. Yep. And, um, and I came in at Guardians and it seemed like it was – I was like way – not, I, I was not part of the normal conversation when, when that came into play. Oh, I, um, I had that at the top for a long time until I'm glad uh, to Civil hear. War came out. Is there burnout yet? I mean, you deal with so many pop culture pieces, and we're, you know, we're going to be seeing these superhero films for the next, um, you know, 
20 years i imagine it's it doesn't yeah. seem like we'll the trend be is dying as, as cooper is going into college <laughs> he'll still be watching like installment number 30 it doesn't seem like the trend is dying anytime soon is there just are you hitting burnout yet no i i don't i mean no I, they're still fun to me and if the, the properties are still fun to work on some are easier than others but um i, I i'm I, i'm still having fun with them Although, so, I, I got to say, uh, something like Logan, which is a completely different angle on on superhero films, is kind of, t- to me, I think, a breath of fresh air. Sure. I agree. Yeah. You know, that's, that's they've, they've pushed through a, an, another wall. Eventually, it's going to get to a point where, you know, there's going to be declining revenue and it's it, it'll they'll have to taper back. But uh, for me right now, it's still fun to work on and, and watch. I'm, I'm still excited. So do you get one of every one of your pins? Because if so, do you have an entire like uh, third bedroom that's just wallpapered <laughs> with them? <laughs> I do. I get a. Uh, I get like uh, part of my contract is I get a portion uh, of the sales and I get uh, a batch of pins, almost like artist proofs on a on yeah. a. Um, so uh, yeah, I I do. I one of the things on my to do list is to get a like a one of those cork frames so i can actually keep them all together so just real quick to kind of close the conversation on pins for at least the time being um how many do you think you've done like do you have the exact number in your head or do you have a roundabout number i don't i I have a um in adobe bridge i have a a file an ongoing uh folder that i keep them because i i'm I'm pretty i'm I'm stickler for consistency so i try to keep them all uh, you know all the heads the same size and I, sure. I, may, I want to make sure they look good within the, the, the series. So I, right, I look at the yeah. series a lot. I, I think, I think we're somewhere around 50 at this point and that okay. may not have been released, but there are quite a few that we did that, you know, are just awaiting release. Sure. That's insane. So can I shift the conversation here in the next couple of minutes? We've got about two and a half minutes left. Um, you also participated in something fun that we get to release here in a couple of weeks, um, which is our artist coloring book. And if you've been listening to the show, you've heard us talk about this the past few weeks. Um, but you got to do something a little bit different than what everybody else did um, who contributed to the book. Maybe tell us what you got to do for uh, the coloring book. Yeah, so uh, my son Dash and I, who we've been uh, collaborating over the past year on uh, little art projects, um, we did a, he's, he just got hooked on dinosaurs mm. and uh, Jurassic Park in particular. We cool. just blew through, blew through the whole series of movies. So uh, we decided to do a uh, jam piece of, of just a few different dinosaurs that we liked. So. Yeah, it's awesome. It so instantly cool. brought a huge smile to my face yeah. like when I saw the piece because it was actually um, one of the final pieces that we got in. So it yeah, was no, like it, the, like, uh, you know, edge of my seat, can't wait to see it, super excited. But also get it the hell in, right? I mean, I, I don't <laughs> well, know. Was Andrew Moore probably no right demands ever. had been made. <laughs> But um, we but would no. never say that on air. <laughs> right. <laughs> but man, when I opened that piece, it just it, it, the collaboration is a lot of fun. The piece is a lot of fun, and and it's obviously something that, frankly, it was done from a place of fun. Yeah, um, I think totally. that really I, comes through. I got a little hung up actually uh, when I saw the list of other artists in that book. I was like, oh my god, how am I gonna? What am, what do I do? But then I just decided, let's just. Like you said, just have fun. Let's just yeah. let's just mess around and, and yeah, not, I love it. It absolutely comes. It. it fully yeah. embraces the idea of a coloring book. Like it's yes. like there's some other stuff in there that's uh, it feels kind of unlike a coloring book, um, right? Like a fine art artwork. print, yeah, yeah, that you get to but color. This, you guys' piece is just like this is perfect for a coloring book, and it's really fun how you. Uh, made your two different styles kind of work together. Yeah. yeah, and we we actually went back and forth. I guess when people see it, they'll they'll see what, what I'm talking about. But we, I drew a dinosaur and he drew one, and we kind of made them fit together. So yeah, 
It really was back and forth. That was fun. That's awesome. And if you want to get your hands on that, we'll be releasing them at Creative South. It's it's going to be so much fun. You'll get to be able to see it. Um, but thanks for participating in that. That is your 10 minutes. So maybe next time you come on, we will be able to talk about uh, your your next big project. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. That would be great. Yeah, right, so maybe in right. a few weeks, um, we will be able to uh, reveal some of that stuff. And we are, as always, honored with your presence and your time. Thank you for taking a few minutes out to chat with us. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me back. Thanks, dude. Talk to you next time. Well, that's it for our 10 with Tom. Up next, Master Categories. Our friends at Baron Fig have created a beautiful new limited edition Vanguard. And if you're familiar with their Vanguard series, it's their soft cover notebooks. Um, and they come in three different sizes typically. Um, and they're a little bit smaller than the normal confidant, but they're they're kind of a perfect uh, I think Luke, you described it as the a project. project. Yeah, notebook. it's a perfect project notebook. Something that if you have a, a certain project you're working on, it, everything lives in there. The confidant's like your daily uh, stream of thought kind of thing for me, uh, where you just because it's it, it's got more page count. Yeah, uh, this yeah, so. is, is really for specific uses, which is awesome. Yeah. So the Vanguard is a great notebook, but they have come out with the limited edition um, Infinity uh, Vanguard. And this is a, just a beautiful looking notebook. It's like a slate gray with these um, these three different shapes on it. Patrick, maybe you can do a better job of explaining what these shapes like look like in the color palette. Yeah. I mean, there's there's two pieces. One is the colors. I mean, it's, it's this... Uh, I kind of see it as this... Uh, almost retro 80s palette, like these pinks and purples that blend in and out of each other. Um, and that speaks to me. We, we've talked about it before. But the shapes, too, they are, they're, they're I want to call them primary shapes. They're like square, yeah. circle, triangle. And they're these uh, kind of impossible infinity shapes. So think of like um, almost like Escher-esque yeah. Um, yeah. blending in and out of each other, but super, super cool looking. Yeah, they're they're beautiful notebooks and, and they're perfect for your library. Go pick them up now. Go to mofonepodcast.com slash infinity to pick up yours now. Impossible shapes, endless possibility. The Infinity Vanguard. Pick it up now. So the master category section of every week is when we get to talk about the tokens we drew the week before, which give us our categories, and we pick our topics based on those categories. Um, we all managed to get our own categories last week. A huge thanks to Mark Hemian, which, can we just take one second and say... Dude is rad. That was an insanely good interview, not because of us, but because he did an amazing job. Such a cool, mellow, but deeply, like deep individual um, it was with dense. so much knowledge yeah if there's so much packed in if there. you haven't listened to it yet you've missed it go listen to it and if you've only listened to it once you've missed yeah. it go listen to it you've again. missed it go listen to it again yeah it's it's so good so anyway um go check out that episode but he is a master because he got us all our own categories and so yeah. um thank you for that uh i'm going to say should we end on on uh, your category, Patrick, to talk about because um, we I don't know that it's that special. Review. We're like we're like a, a week out from it, so I think we could go and start with me if you want to start it. Okay, I, I go ahead, go ahead. I'll uh, yeah, I'll kick it off. I'll, I'll be quick. So uh, I saw the latest Kong. I I had to debate between the new release, which would have been Life, mm-hmm. um, or seeing Skull Island. Now Skull Island kind of excited me because. Um, Number one, I'm a, I'm a sucker for reading reviews, and it was doing a little bit better than Life was doing. Um, but number two, it was it was more of a, an action flick, and I was just in the mood. I wanted to see some explosions. I wanted yeah. some excitement. It was it was Exploding ticking the right gorillas. boxes. That's the hope. And so um, so went and saw Kong Skull Island. Um, now the the film has a. I love the cast. I mean Samuel L. Jackson, and he's he's crazy. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is uh, a bit hit or miss for me, but John C. Riley, John Goodman, Brie Larson, like awesome cast of people and a giant gorilla. Um, so that Who being said, the giant uh, gorilla? Uh, it, it is actually, uh, it's a giant gorilla. He oh, okay. was, um, cool. yeah, I don't know. It's some guy named Tom 
sitting behind a computer and for three years is who plays the gorilla. <laughs> but um, anyway, so this is directed by uh, Jordan Vote Roberts, and uh, the film is about a, a group of s- scientists going to um, this uncharted island uh, in search of these uh, mega creatures that live below ground. And this idea is that... Um, it's this kind of uh, myth that is uh, that's happened in the past, and everybody kind of dismisses them. But it's during the Vietnam War, and uh, they kind of leverage the politics of the time to to make an expedition out there. Uh, they get in just under the window of the war ending, and so it's serving as both an allegory for the Vietnam War, and then um, you know it's also kind of picking up some of the. Um, so it is a bit odd because you're not going to end up with a uh, Kong on top of the Empire State Building holding a screaming woman. Like sure. it's not like that. It, it, it is. It is Kong, right? Yeah. But it is Kong in a in a unfamiliar setting. Right. Um, now it is a. Um, there is cinema. Uh, cinematographic. I don't know how you say the word. <laughs> it's. I'm pretty I'm sure gonna, whatever you just said. I'm going to go with all of those syllables. There is candy. In this film, I mean, there are just it looks good. Forget what, what about story right now, and forget about whatever. There is just eye candy just scattered throughout the film. I mean, there is one scene specifically. All I'll say is that it includes um, uh, some some gas and a um, a katana, and it is it is nuts when you see it on screen. Uh, the you know, there's plenty of, uh, you know, attack helicopters and explosions and in all the kind of like the, the Vietnam pieces. Beautiful film. It is nonstop action. Cool. Like once, once you, once they make it to the island, you're not going to breathe until it's over. And so that's great too. Like you're not going to get hung up anywhere. Now, what that also means is that you don't necessarily get hung up learning about the characters or their motivations. <laughs> so some of the characters can feel very shallow. Um, some of the characters, uh, well, I, a lot of the characters could have been explored a lot more. Uh, frankly, there's a big lack of conflict emotionally. However, there is conflict? a lot of conflict. Yes. However, there is a lot of con- conflict. <laughs> so, um, so overall, Luke it was a- typed me that question, and I you he asked it. me to ask it. You did it. So, um, so that being said, um, I did enjoy the film. Uh, there are pieces that did stick with me. Uh, you know, a good thing for me is to walk away from the film. And how do I feel twenty four hours later? How do I feel forty eight hours later? Uh, I enjoyed it enough that I would see it again. Again, it was lacking some. It was definitely lacking depth on the character side. It was lacking some uh, motivation and lacking some conflict on that side. But just the eye candy, the uh, nonstop action, and again, you have John Goodman on screen. You have Samuel L. Jackson on screen. I mean, John C. Riley definitely bringing the comedic relief. So, um, or the touch of crazy. So all those things managed to overcome the other weaknesses. So I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Probably a solid seven and a half or eight for me. So cool. if you haven't seen the film, I would recommend seeing it. That's a pretty high rating for you. It. So that's good. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm glad with my choice. I think, I, I think I would like life and my guess is that I would like it. Um, just because of the matter and some of the people involved, my guess is I would probably walk away that walk away from the film with a, a, a better feeling than maybe the reviews are, are reflecting. Mm. I am glad I made are the decision. Sp- I did. Are you speculating reviews? Your own review on this other yeah. film? Yeah, I'm saying that I'm saying that I realize now, <laughs> I'm saying that I realize I probably could have had a, a similarly good experience at the other film, but I'm glad I picked the one I did. And if you're knowing that, will you not even see the other one now? I don't <laughs> need to like, already know oh, how I feel. Okay. I've read the synopsis and I know that I'll probably have the same feeling as this. I don't have to spend the ten bucks. I would just say that uh life is probably okay. I would go see Kong for my money. So. Hey, can I can I step in uh, like as a bridge between our? Because I meant to say something, and I totally forgot during our around the table. I saw Chips this weekend. Oh. All right, and holy crap, that movie was so funny! Like, I went in expecting what you would ex- what you should expect in a film like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, garbage. Oh my gosh, I laughed so hard. Um, on two separate occasions, but one one part I laughed so hard I got lightheaded. The only time I laugh that hard is when we're podcasting. It's true. And uh, holy or when, cow! When um, Patrick eats a bug. 
Orin Patrick eats a bug. So anyway, that's just like a, a 30 second film review. That movie is worth it if you want to just go laugh and have a good time. Cool. Very, very funny. Totally inappropriate, but very funny. All right, uh, Luke, why don't you tell us about your category? Okay. I had toys and games. Uh, man, guys, I am I have a quite a collection going with my board games. Um, I'm talking about a new game I got called Ghost. Uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a game by, uh, ELO, um, and the art style is super duper good. So this game is basically Uno, um, but you play, you have to play in ascending order. So you have to play, uh, like if you lay a one, you have to lay something higher than a one. If you go one to 10, then you have to lay something higher than a 10, um, and the goal of the game is to get rid of all your cards. You have certain cards that uh, can be played whenever uh, whenever you want. Yellow cards can be played whenever you want. Uh, most of the cards are just uh, white. Um, and then you have some blue cards that have special abilities that let you um, discard all of the cards in the discard pile. Or, like, get them out of the game completely. And then you have another card that copies that other card. Um but the art style in this game is just really fun, really, really cool. Uh, this is I'm showing them a picture of a skeleton with uh, a, fa- a flavor flavor, <laughs> yeah, a clock around his neck with a lawnmower, um, and this Miss Copy is uh, like a headless uh, person uh, putting makeup on their head. Um, That's pretty fun, like holding their head out. Yeah. Putting makeup uh, on. Yeah, this is cool. uh, Frankie, uh, the Frankenstein monster, uh, dusting a lamp with a cobweb between his face and his hand. Um, Can I ask this question? Yeah. Um, what's the point in holding the head out in front of you? Because the eyes would still be pointing back at the bottom. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I know. It's fine. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's holes in this game. There's yeah. holes in this game. <laughs> it's not a logical game. Um <laughs> But it's cool. So, like, it's basically Uno, but you have other mechanics where everybody starts with uh, a deck of, uh, like, a certain amount of cards face down in front of them on the table that they don't get to look at until they get rid of all the cards in their hand. And then you start drawing blind. And if you can't beat, um, if you can't play a higher card on on the discard pile in front of you, you have to pick up all the cards from the discard pile. So there's a... a mechanic where there's times where you'll just pick up like 12 cards and then you have to get rid of all those cards and you can play doubles for extra turns. You can play, I mean, there's uh, all kinds of fun stuff that happens in this game and ways to, you know, screw over your competition. Um, but it's really good, really fast game. You can play it in like 15 minutes um, and it plays up to, I want to say it's up to six people. Yeah, six people. Um, but it's good. It's really, really easy game to teach uh, because it's the basis of Uno and a really fast game and it's fun. So if you're looking for Sweet. a card game, um, get Ghost. all right are you handing it over to me yes sir all right we'll round this thing out um so i had art and design and uh this week as opposed to talking about uh you know like a print artist or painter or anything like that that i would typically talk about um i'm going to talk about a miniature architect he makes tiny buildings at 120th scale. Um, his name is Joshua Smith. Um, now, if you're, if you're thinking that name sounds familiar, it's because um, we thought that too. But Patrick, uh, a few months ago, talked about a miniature artist whom his name is Damien Smith? Devin. Devin Smith. Devin Smith. Devin Smith. Um, so apparently, if you're going to make stuff tiny, your last name needs to be Smith. Otherwise, Um, give up now. Yeah, otherwise you'll never make it in the industry. Um, It's a very small uh, industry. Oh, I see. I see. 
Yeah. Um, so Joshua is um, an artist based out of Australia, and he's been doing stuff um, for over 17 years all across the world, um, and it's it's crazy. So he um, was a, uh, initially, originally a self-taught stencil artist. That's how he got his start. So to think about that, and then you go and look at some of the work that this guy puts out, it's insane. What, he does can, these buildings. What, what is a stencil artist? Um, he's making, he's either making stencils or making stuff with stencils, like, like creating, um, so think of like what, um, what Banksy would do or something like that, how, where he creates uh, okay. this artwork. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, Sorry. um, yeah. So, um, anyway, so what he does now and what he's known for now are these little, scale models of of different kinds of buildings and different kinds of architecture but not like you would see um not like a conceptual art or anything like that for like you know an architect would create these are like lived in like if you were to take a picture of them with the right lighting um you would think that they are just buildings like he could create full sets um like like to scale sets for um, for films and things like that. Uh, but you look at some of these things and they're like one, two, three, four, like four story buildings where the bottom is like a graffitied and totally uh, worn down, lived in um, street corner. And then, uh, you know, it's apartments that are worn down and stuff. It's insane. And the detail goes all the way down to like on the roof of one of these pieces is a little table with chairs at it. And there's Chinese food, containers on top with like a um a newspaper and like fortune cookies wrappers on like but they're tiny like 120th scale yeah um and then you look at like there's clothes on the clothesline he puts actual led lights in um the interiors so he he outfits the interiors as well as the exteriors so these aren't just shells that he's creating um he's he's fully um immersed into this project it's insane to look at his work we'll put um pictures of it uh we'll put links to the, his site and to some of his work in the show notes you don't want to miss out on seeing this stuff it's just so cool he does this little he did this little dumpster which you think like okay whatever but the dumpster looks like you would see it like if you're in any downtown it looks like a dump a dumpster that's had people put their like plaster their stickers on it and tag it and um when you think about the scale at which these things are done um it's, it makes it all the more impressive. Um, so anyway, check out Joshua Smith. His work is great. I'm going to try to reach out to him and see if we can't get him on the show at some point because this dude is is all sorts of talented because it's, it's just good, good stuff. So um, anyway, uh, that's it for our master categories, which means that's it for this episode. A huge thanks to Tom Whalen for joining us. Uh, again, his work, if you have not owned... Owned? If you have not purchased, you if do you not do own? not, there we go. <laughs> if you don't own something from Tom Whalen, then your collection is missing something great. So go to strongstuff.net, I believe is his site, and uh, and check that out now. Um, and buy something from that man, because he's just a starving artist. <laughs> he's just got nothing going on, and he needs your business. Um, but you need you need some of his work. Um, also, find us on mofonepodcast.com, where you can find show notes and links to all of this stuff. Again, we have the um, uh, artist coloring book that's coming up at Creative South. If you're going to be at Creative South next week, um, hit us up. We'll be there, and we would love to hang out uh, and get a drink together. It's going to be a great time. Sit down in the hot seat. Um, but then also uh, find us on our Slack channel. That's where our community happens day in and day out. Um, we ha- We are... Like a, like 170 strong at least at this point, artists, creatives, doers, thinkers, um, just creative people inside this community, and uh, it's a great great time. Find us there at mofonepodcast.com/slash/slack to join that conversation. There, you can also support the show by. Um, going to iTunes and subscribing. It goes, it goes twice a week, um, into your, your listening device. And when you do that, uh, rate and review, that helps us a ton. It doesn't cost you any money. doesn't take you very much time at all. Um, but it helps us a ton. It positions us really well. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's a great way to, to, to support the show. You can also support the show financially by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash M of one podcast. Um, and our patrons are amazing. Um, and they help us continue to do this thing 
thing that we love and continue to expand it. We have some cool stuff on the horizon that is thanks to our patrons. So go there and uh, you can subscribe to be a patron um, right there. I think I'm missing other things. Social media, M of One Podcast. You're missing tons of stuff. Let me jump in. Okay, talk. (laughs) 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 iTunes, we have another review on iTunes. So this comes from Scott Kale. And the title is 100 Emoji. Uh, and then five stars. And he says... Did he type out 100 emoji or is it the 100 emoji? No, no. He typed it out. Uh, you know, maybe he put it and then like this is what it converted it to. I don't, I don't know. But that's what it says. Um, and he, he says as follows. M of one is a dope pod. I recently started my own design and illustration business. And the guys have introduced me to so many great artists and designers and thinkers. I've learned loads about all aspects of the industry from their interviews. And it's really helped humanize these great artists for me and helped see how making good art and earning a living is achievable. It's really well produced too. Luke, you got to read it in a hybrid Sean Connery, Darth Vader voice. Thanks guys. Oh, Luke. So I think Luke has to reread this now. (laughs) Now that we've heard it, like a normal person would say it. Um, Now Luke has to do this thing. So buckle up everybody. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm throwing it to you right now. So Luke is going to reread that, minus the line that tells you to read it. Um, you have to read it. I'm sorry, it's a hybrid Sean Connery Darth Vader voice. <laughs> I love this because it also includes Luke interpreting that. Sean Connery Darth Vader voice. All right, Let me go and give this. a shot to Scott just to say thank you for not including me in this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I think we're going to see Doc re-up his, uh, <laughs> his Yeah, but not, not for this week, so go ahead. <laughs> Master of One Podcast is a dope <laughs> pod. I recently started my own design and illustration business, and the guys have introduced me to so many artists and designers and thinkers. <laughs> I've learned loads about all aspects of the industry from their interviews, and it's really helped humanize these great artists for me. (laughs) And help see how making good art and earning a living is achievable. It's really a well-produced, it's really well-produced too. So you kind of fell off at the end, but that was was surprisingly good. (laughs) It was actually like, I'm only laughing because I'm impressed and I don't know what to do with myself. This is the first time I've ever been impressed by you. And so my body doesn't know how to react. (laughs) That was good. I'm actually, that was, that was weirdly good. (laughs) I know. So you too can have your, can have your words read. Uh, by the master uh, master impressionist Luke Gall. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so yeah, uh, just by submitting a rating on uh, in re- or rating and review on on whatever it's called iTunes. iTunes. It's called I iTunes. Wonder. Yeah, I mean Stitcher, wherever you want to leave it, but iTunes that's the one we check. And just <laughs> remember, if you're in a different country, we don't uh, we don't see the reviews from other countries. So if you submit one, you know you're in the UK, Africa, Shoot big Russian following. Uh, shoot it to us in Slack, email us, something like that, and then we'll read it off for you. Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, I think that's all now, right? It's I not. Don't... We have okay. contest winners. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Do. You're right. I'm sorry. It's been a long night already, and my brain doesn't function. That's no, why Patrick's good. here to remind us. So everybody. I'll go and tell you. So we just, we're wrapping up. We, we just wrapped up the Bear and Fig logo contest. So the idea is that Bear and Fig is obviously who we're partnering with, um, and they make incredible notebooks. Yeah. We are bad at pronouncing stuff. Specifically, I'm bad at pronouncing stuff. <laughs> and I've made a lot of people believe the company was bear and fig as opposed to Baron fig. I don't even know that what I just said clears it up. So just go Google Baron it and that will clear like it up. A fig that bears no fruit. Yes. So <laughs> a barren fig. Frig. <laughs> so that's like a third way of saying it. To the point that Baron Fig bought the domain Bear and Fig because I was confusing enough people. Um, so anyway, we decided to, in that same vein, having fun, challenge people to create a logo for this fake sister company. Now, we got a, uh, a lot of submissions. So in fact, I think our, our last submission, uh, submission came in just like an hour and a half ago. Um, and just some really, really amazing uh, work. We had a couple people play on like the bear with the, the fig leaf for modesty. Um, some great taglines came out of that. We had a few people play on um, 
the 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 bear paw. The fruit. So okay. the fruit. We had some people play on the paw with either the fig leaf or the fig as like the base of the paw. We had a lot of uses of the fruit. We had a few people play on the idea of the the fig as part of the body of the bear. We had a few people play on the bear as the ampersand for bear and fig. A lot of cool stuff. Um, really some amazing pieces. So uh, that being said, we now get to pick winners. Now, thankfully. Yeah. No, now we have to pick winners. Well, yeah, I mean, it is difficult because here's the thing. There's a lot of good stuff. I think all of us, there's one in my mind that stands out is um, uh, quite honestly probably my favorite and uh, I think the most involved. And um, and so I think that's that's an obvious one. Thankfully, what we get to do is we get to award as many winners as we want to because it's our show. That's um, true. Yeah. So so I think we're going to do that. So why don't we just why don't we do this? Can I can I just call an audible here? Like sure. mid air? Can we just we we were going to have two winners. Yeah. Can we just have three and we each pick one? Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to Okay, go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to just go ahead and jump out there and, and say my mine uh, Doc Reed. I am Kiss. He uh, not only did the Bear and Fig logo for adults, he also did Bear and Fig for kids. And he so did. he has a kid's line of clothing. He did, uh, he laid out all his brand colors. He did uh, um, like apparel and things like that so you could see what the mark looks like. He did it in phrase. He did it standing alone. Like the dude built, uh, built like a he, mini style guide. Yeah, around he did a whole Bear style guide for it. It's so he, fun. Put together a little video clip with uh, with all the different pieces. Um, the amount of work is just awesome, and it looks good. I mean, yeah. it's like it, super you can see solid this, stuff. You can see this as being a full brand. It's great. Like, it Baron really Fig is. needs to just go ahead and, and purchase this brand from him <laughs> because yep. it is it is super good. So uh, that is going to be mine, Mister Doc Reed. I will. And for anybody that we say your name, here's the thing. Uh, we'll reach out to you. You reach out to us. Uh, we're going to let you pick the notebook you want and we'll send you the notebook. So doc, yeah. uh, I'll reach out or you reach out to me. Let me know which, which, um, you know, confidant or Vanguard you want and, uh, it'll make it to you. So, yep. Um, Luke, do you want to go next or do you want me to go? Yeah, sure. I'll go. Um, I think the one, Did- so I love docs. I, I mean, so this is like, I I feel like I'm trying to be political, but I'm not. This is sincere. They're all really f- amazing. Um, Docs really resonate with me. Something about the way the fig is in the the palm of the uh, print, uh, like of the bear paw, uh, is so good. But then the other one that I really liked was um, Long Dog Design, um, which is uh, a li- a fig leaf in the palm of the bear paw. Um, I really like that one too. So that would be my pick is, uh, it's really nice and simple. I like the play, uh, like the ampersand feels like, uh, viney, like feels like, uh, I mean, it's like a fig. Um, yeah, it's just really simple, but really, really good. Um, so yeah, I like that one. Even as a sketch, it felt really good. Right. And then to see it the even more fleshed out. Just, ugh, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah I, um, so there's a couple, there's an honorable mention that I just want to say, and I don't know that we've seen the finished version of it, um, is the one by Paper Gizmo. Yeah. We saw it printed, but we haven't seen it actually cut out yet. But that one was fun. The We've Got You Covered yep. is fun. Um, so here's here's my, it's so hard because there's, there's probably a handful Um but if I'm gonna if I'm gonna nail it down, I think my favorite um, is the Adam Rourke design one um, with the bear with the fig incorporated into it. And if you look, sure. the fig is actually incorporated multiple times, like in the most clever way possible. Like the eyes are the fig, the the snout, and then the nose itself, the head and the the body. Like the whole thing is is just variations of that fig shape mm-hmm. added into uh, into the piece. And it was like the first piece. I think this piece was submitted within like within 24 hours, yeah. maybe within 12 hours of the of the episode airing. Um, so they jumped on this piece. Adam jumped on this piece, and I love it. I love. Um, this I could see this as a brand. I could see this as a logo mark. And he's he's looking behind him and he's reached over and he's writing in his confidant notebook. It's 
honestly, it kind of hits on all on all marks for me. Sure. And he used Baron Fig's color palette. Um, there were a handful of people who did that as well, but looked at Baron Fig's um, style guide and and pulled colors from their website to to use. So I think um, I think that takes it for me. So congratulations to those of you who walked away with it. Um, for those of you who didn't, thanks for participating. It's amazing. Keep it up. Um, Guys, we do these giveaways all the time. So uh, um, just participate for anybody who did it. Uh, we There was a submission from Russia. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, there was a submission from Russia. So um, keep it up. Uh, it's a good time. So, all right, Patrick, officially, have I have we covered everything? Uh, I will let, I'll let you go now. Okay, thanks. So that's it for this episode. But uh, tune in on Friday when we talk of, have an interesting, fun conversation about uh, the idea of art direction and uh, talk to, uh, talk about a specific project with a couple of people who are familiar of the show. And if you're from, if you are familiar with the show, you know who they are. So um, tune in to hear that. Uh, otherwise, we're gonna get out of here. I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. I'm Luke. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butts. Traveling in a freighter combi On a hippie trailhead full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said Do you come from a land down under A women go and men wonder Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder Part one this week, we talk about ghosts. Ghosts. Singular. Part one this week, we talk about ghosts. I said, Do you speak of my language? Smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. And he said, I come from a land down under. Read us low and mention Can't you hear, can't you hear the thunder? You better run, you better take cover. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never, ever hear that on the blueprints. <laughs> but you'll hear every time I because accidentally say... Because it stays say, in. <laughs> we'll my, you don't my leave that in. through it, it stays in.